Hi everyone. Kate and I wanted to take some time to share our thoughts about the recent Supreme Court decision in the U.S. to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, in case you might live in another country and haven't heard the news, um, basically the Supreme Court recently ruled that abortion should be decided by each individual state, what they will allow and what they will not allow. And what this means is that some states in our country will very likely be banning abortion entirely. Under any and all circumstances, a woman will not have a right to end a pregnancy. And some time has passed since this decision was made. The verdict happened on June 24th, and we are releasing this more than a month later. But we each wanted to take an opportunity to share what our thoughts are on this and to share some more personally about how this decision feels. And so you guys are going to hear from Kate next, but I will share that when this decision was made on June 24th, there was a possibility that I was pregnant at that time. So to tell a little bit of a story here, most of you, if you've been listening to the podcast up until this point, know that my son was born in November of last year. He's now coming up on nine months old. And my husband and I knew that we wanted to wait a little bit longer to grow our family, maybe start trying for another child when our son would be, say, around two years old or so. I wanted to give my body a chance to recover from giving birth. I'm still breastfeeding, and that is a lot of work. And the thought of carrying a pregnancy in my body while breastfeeding, this is not the timing that my husband and I wanted to be pregnant. But I found myself on June 24th in what is called a two-week wait. This is a term that's very familiar to people who are trying to conceive. But basically what that means is that when you have sex that is, you know, we could say unprotected or however you want to put it, but when you actually conceive, when conception occurs, you typically have to wait at least two weeks to get a positive pregnancy test. You can get a positive pregnancy test sooner, but they recommend that you wait until about two weeks after you have conceived, potentially, to take a pregnancy test and to see if it reads positive or negative. So what happened with me and my husband is that I have been on birth control since our son was born, since about six weeks after he was born, I've been taking a birth control pill, a progesterone-only birth control pill because I'm breastfeeding. And it just so happened that one day we were intimate, we had sex, 
And later that evening, I was supposed to take my pill, and I completely forgot. This is the first time I'd forgotten since my son had been born. I take it pretty regularly. But it just so happened that I forgot that night. And the next day, I did what you're supposed to do. I took two at the same time. And then a couple days later, I felt a sensation in my body as if I was ovulating. Not all women feel themselves ovulate, but some do. And I historically, typically feel in my body when I'm ovulating. And I felt that for the first time since my son was born. And I realized that because I had missed my pill a couple days before, there was a chance I could be pregnant. And I had an oh shit moment. Because as I told you just a moment ago, we weren't planning on this. This isn't what we were wanting. Not right now. Not this soon. And could it really happen just because of one missed birth control pill that I could be pregnant? One simple mistake. And so I was in the process of waiting to get to the point where I could take a pregnancy test and potentially have it read positive when this decision was made by the Supreme Court. And the first thing that went through my mind was thinking about how many other thousands of women in this country were also in the middle of a two-week wait themselves, potentially. Who knows what their circumstances were? Again, mine was a missed birth control pill. But regardless of what their circumstances were, they were also maybe in the same emotional state that I was, waiting and wondering. And now, because of this decision, being filled with so much fear and uncertainty about what if they take a pregnancy test and it says positive and they have no choice but to carry this baby in their bodies. And for me, abortion never crossed my mind. But I want to be really clear about why, as I was in the middle of my two-week wait. And it didn't cross my mind because I have privilege. Plain and simple. I have a lot of privilege. I have privilege because of my race as a white woman. I have privilege because I'm able-bodied. I have privilege because I have stable housing. I have a supportive, engaged partner. I have family and friends who live close by. My mom watches my son for us two days a week so we don't have to pay for childcare. I have a job where I sit in a chair and I talk to people all day. So I don't have a job where if I am pregnant, it significantly alters what I can and can't do at my place of employment and where I might need accommodations because of being pregnant. I don't have to worry about that because of being a therapist. And even furthermore, I'm self-employed. 
I'm my own boss in my private practice. I set my hours. I have so much privilege for so many reasons. And it was because of all of that that I knew that even if we were pregnant, I would choose to carry this baby to term. And that we could do it, so to speak. We could do it. We would be able to afford the cost of diapers for this baby in addition to our son that we already have. We would be able to find room in our house. We could do it. But there are thousands of women who struggle every single day to do it. They struggle with the children they already have. And the thought of adding to their family would be a huge burden. They may struggle even without having children to just get by. And now they are having this choice stripped from them to be able to make a decision for their bodies and their families. I'm getting emotional talking about it, but it is wrong. It's just wrong. So for me, the outcome, interestingly, for me, getting a false positive pregnancy test is a pretty rare occurrence, but that's actually what happened to me. I had a doctor's appointment around the end of that two-week waiting period, and I asked to have a pregnancy test done, and they told me it was positive. And um, it actually turns out it wasn't. I had some some follow-up blood work done after that positive pregnancy test. And the blood work revealed that I was not pregnant. Uh, So I, I was not pregnant, even though I had a moment of thinking that I was. I didn't have a miscarriage. I just, I was never pregnant in the first place, strangely enough. But yeah, I could not help but to think on June 24th as I was a few days away from my doctor's appointment and requesting a pregnancy test. How many other women would just be filled with so much fear with this decision being made? (sighs) So it's tough to talk about but it's needed to talk about it and not just talk about it, but take action about it. And so we are going to be posting in the Facebook group, some resources. If you're wanting to donate money in any amount that you are able to organizations who are doing good work to fight for women's right to choose what is best for their bodies and their families. We're going to post some resources for how you can get involved if you want to fight back against this decision. Okay, Kate's going to now speak. I'm going to turn it over to her. We're recording these segments, you could say, separately. But we're going to do her segment next. And I just want to say that we really appreciate you all listening to us share about this topic. And we appreciate anything 
that you are able to do to fight this fight for women's rights because that's what's being taken away. Hey everyone. So I will admit that I'm getting to this announcement or or response. That's more accurate. Getting around to recording my response to this quite a bit later than I'd hoped. And a part of that is that my life has been stupid busy, but a good part of that is just because what the fuck do you even say here? Which I'm sure sounds a little weird coming from a therapist because I have been having to find things to say about this since it happened because as I'm sure many of you can imagine, this has been hitting a lot of my clients hard. Um, but it's been hitting me hard too and it's, it's such a weird place to be, I will say, as a therapist to be trying to help guide and support people through something you don't know how the fuck to get through. I mean, we've been doing that the whole pandemic, so you'd think I'd be used to it by now, but this is just a lot. Um, As many, maybe all of you, No, by now, I got an abortion when I was 17. And that was absolutely one of, if not the hardest decision I've ever made in my life, um, was to abort that pregnancy. And it's a decision that felt a whole lot more complicated once I found out that I am sterile. My worst fear in the whole wide world had always been that that pregnancy was my only chance uh, to carry a child and that I was throwing it away. I wouldn't say I was throwing away a chance. That's not the wording I would use, but it was my only chance. And so there was a whole lot of mourning for me when I realized that that was my only time I was ever going to get to experience being pregnant. I grant you, it was not for a very long time that I was having that experience. Um, that all said, I wouldn't take it back. I would want to. So much of me would want to. If I had known back then, I would want to keep that pregnancy. But the truth of the matter is, no matter what would or wouldn't be true about my future, that was the right decision that I made then. I did not have financial resources. I didn't have much in the way of community resources. I I know my mom would have helped me and my partner would have done his best, but also I, I was just in a really bad place with my own mental health at 17. I was self-harming very regularly. I was still having very regular suicidal ideation. I would not have been a good mom. That would have hurt 
that child, not physically, I believe, but mentally and emotionally, unintentionally, but I would have, I wouldn't have given them the best go at life because of the, well, because of where I was and what resources I did and didn't have. I can't imagine what my life would be if I hadn't had that choice. It was a hard choice and it was a sad choice and it was the right choice for me and ultimately for the child that wasn't <laughs> because if that child was it would have been not good a not good environment for it to be raised in I I just get so overwhelmed when I spend too much time in the space of thinking about this because for one I get angry sweet mother of all that's holy I get angry because this doesn't punish the rich this doesn't even punish the particular you know, the somewhat well off if I found myself living in a state that you know, just made or will soon make abortion illegal. I have the resources to leave the state and get it done somewhere else. So really this, I mean, this isn't a law that is or can be equally applied. This is a law that's going to fuck over those without resources. This is going to fuck over people in lower socioeconomic classes. This is going to disproportionately fuck over people of color. This is going to disproportionately, you know, hit my, hit those in the LGBT community. This is, it's not a fair and equal law. I mean, amongst other ways that it's wrong and disgusting. It's also not something that will be evenly applied. All those wealthy politicians who are crowing so loudly about this success, well, they and their partners will always have access to abortion because they can go where they want to go, when they want to go, and for as long as they want to go there. They don't have to worry about the money for travel. They don't have to worry about missing time from work. They can just go. And so it makes me angry. Um, it makes me ashamed. Like, I know that I did not choose the nation of my birth, but I find it an embarrassment these days to be an American in many ways. Um, because what the fuck? Um, it makes me really, really really frightened the uh the opinion by judge clarence thomas lists explicitly the cases that made see here it goes where i'm going to cry um the cases that made gay marriage legal in the U.S. also that made contraceptives legal and that made 
not heterosexual intercourse legal. Sodomy laws, etc. And it feels very much like they are coming for me and mine, me and my communities, if they don't overturn uh, gay marriage in the Supreme Court within the next 12 months, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. With robing overturned when it had such an enormous popularity within the culture, within the country, it just feels like nothing is safe. Like nothing is sacred. I mean, to be told in no uncertain terms that I have fewer rights over my body and what happens to it than a corpse has. You can't even harvest organs from a dead person to save someone else's life without their consent. But now the government has stepped in and said that they can force women to house another creature inside of them just to keep that thing alive, no matter the cost to them. Right? Fewer rights than a fucking corpse. And there we're back to anger. Right? So I think anger, fear, sadness, and shame are probably my biggest emotions with this. Sadness, compassion, empathy. Um, I know Michelle... Uh, talked about it, and uh, we'll make sure that resources are posted for those who want to contribute. I also want to say, if you live somewhere that abortion just became illegal, and you need help, reach out to us. Okay? Message us on Facebook, send us an email, but reach out to us and we'll do what we can to help you and make sure that you get the medical treatment that you need, the medical, um, the health care. There you go. That you get the health care that you need. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Michelle will agree. We are here for you. And I know Michelle would also agree when I say we, we know we're privileged and we are all for using that privilege for those who are less privileged. So please, please reach out to us if there's any chance we can be of help to you. Um, and if you're not someone who needs help, think about ways that you can give help. Because there are a lot of them about right now. So whether that's donating time, donating money, donating supplies or effort there are ways that you can take action if you want to if you're able to but no matter who you are or where you are whoever's listening I I don't know I just want to say that we're here with you we see you and we're sad with you I'm sad <laughs> with you so, yeah, I don't know. I guess there doesn't feel like there's a really clean, clear, obvious uh, way to end this one. So I'll just say you guys 
this is in my heart really heavy right now. So I know we needed to speak up about it and again, reach out to us if you need to. Thanks so much, everyone. And sorry that it's an occasion like this bringing us out to talk tonight. <laughs>